hope you're doing good today. I hope you have had a good week this week, and I'm glad you could join us this morning. Sit back for a few minutes. Uh, we're going to go through a few songs of worship, and as soon as the worship service is over, I'll see you back here in just a few minutes.
All right, we're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 5 through 14 this morning. We're going to be looking at the life of Solomon. Uh, the life of Solomon is a good example for us to follow, but it's also a cautionary tale for us to look at the things that happened in Solomon's life. So we're going to pray, and then we'll begin to jump into the text. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you, and I thank you for these words, and I pray that we can learn from Solomon, from the good examples that he gave us, but also learn from the mistakes that he made, dear Lord, that we won't be guilty of doing the same things. I pray that you hide me behind the cross as I preach and teach today. I pray that you're glorified in everything that's said, and I pray that these words will be uh, uplifting and, and, and able to help your people as they hear them. And I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 5 through 14, if you want to turn there. But while you're turning there, I want to ask you a question before we get started this morning. And that is, if you could ask for anything in the world, and it could be given to you, what would you ask for? Now, there are probably lots of things that may come to our mind. There are lots of things in this world that we would like, maybe some materialistic things, things that we uh, would like for our own entertainment, for fun, for us, for our families. Perhaps it's a trip, a vacation somewhere. Perhaps it's something more serious. Perhaps it's for a loved one to be healed of something that they may be going through, a disease that they may have. There are lots of things that may come to our mind that we would ask for. But as we study the story of Solomon today, we see uh, maybe one of the greatest requests that, uh, that anyone could ever ask for. Because God asked that very same question to Solomon, and we see that here in 1 Kings 3 verse 5. He said, At Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, Ask, what should I give you? So this is the question that Solomon was asked. This question was asked to Solomon by the Lord, who had all the power and all the ability in the world to give Solomon anything he requested. And what Solomon requested was a beautiful thing and a great example for us to look at. Of all the things in the world that Solomon could have had, he could have had wealth, he could have had fame, he could have asked for all of those things, he could have asked for good health, he could have asked for lots of things. But let's see what Solomon asked for in the following verses. Verse 6, And Solomon replied, You have shown great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, righteousness, and integrity. You have continued this great and faithful love for him by giving him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. Now, he goes on here, Solomon does, to... Uh, praise the Lord and thank the Lord for his father David and the life he lived and that the Lord has blessed David's family and here in particular Solomon. Now David was a faithful man of God. He was the uh, king of Israel before Solomon became king of Israel. Now before David there was Saul. He was the first king that God had put into place, but Saul was disobedient. He didn't listen to the Lord. He didn't trust the Lord. And uh, he ended up being a very uh, bad king and, and, and kind of overrun by evil and this desire to try to kill David. But through all the things that were going on until the time David became king, while Saul was still living, uh, David showed a, 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 a truly a kind and, and, and remarkable patience with Saul throughout all of it. Uh, there were opportunities that, that David could have killed Saul. But David didn't do that because he was faithful 
to the Lord. He trusted in the Lord. Now, David's life, of course, was not uh, perfect. We know that David did sin greatly uh, when he committed adultery with Bathsheba. But apart from that incident, as we look at the rest of David's life, he was a very obedient and faithful follower to the Lord. He really did trust the Lord, and the Lord was with him, and the Lord blessed him in his life. Now, David did have to suffer for that sin that he committed that we just mentioned. But, 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 but God never left David, and David never left God. And God continued to bless David and said he was going to bless him in his offspring. And that came here in Solomon, who was the next king of Israel. Now here Solomon is, is, is young at this point, and he's leading God's people. And God here says, look, what can I give you? And he says, well, here's what you can give me. Let's read a little further in verse 7. Lord my God, you have now made your servant king in my father David's place. Yet I am just a youth with no experience in leadership. Your servant is among your people you have chosen, a people too numerous to be numbered or counted. So give your servant an obedient heart to judge your people and to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Now, that's a, a beautiful thing. At least I believe it's a beautiful thing. Of all the things that Solomon could have asked for in all of the world, he asked for wisdom. He said, Lord, give me understanding. Give me discernment. Help me to know what is good and what is evil so that I can be a wise and faithful leader to your people. Now, we can take a, we can take a page from, from Solomon's book here. We need to learn, okay, these are the types of things that God wants us to ask for. Now, when we think about all the things we could ask for, if we could have anything, we may think of materialistic things, we may think of technology, or we may think of vehicles or homes or, or, or things like that, or we may even think of good things for uh, people to be healed or wisdom. There are lots of things that we may could ask for, but oftentimes I feel like the materialistic things may be the first to come to our mind. Maybe not always, but sometimes those things may be the things that pop up first, but maybe we are more like Solomon than we realize. Maybe if we really do ponder in our life and really do think about our life, maybe deep down there are things that we really desire, good things like wisdom. Now, this is what Solomon asked for in all of the world. He said, Lord, help me to be wise. And what does it say in verse 10? It says, now it pleased the Lord that Solomon had requested this. Now, that's something for us to look at and for us to realize. It pleased the Lord that Solomon asked for wisdom because wisdom is a good thing. He asked for something that was good. Now, there are other things that we pray for that may be good things, that may not be selfish things, that may not be materialistic things for our own selfish desire. There are lots of good things that we may ask for, and wisdom is one of those things. And when we ask for those type of good things, when we ask for wisdom, when we ask that God help us to love our enemies, when we pray for those who are in need, when we're asking for things that are going to be for God's glory, when we're pouring our heart out for the Lord and our heart is not focused on ourselves and our needs, but focused on others and focused on the Lord, when we pray those types of prayers, when we ask for those types of things, those are the things that are pleasing to God. 
I don't know your prayer life. I don't know what you're praying about. I don't know what you're asking the Lord about. You may have a heart similar to that of Solomon, and you may be asking God for good things, things that are pleasing to the Lord. Or you may not. You may be asking God for selfish things. Your prayer, your prayer list may look similar to your Christmas list. You may go to God and you just may be asking for stuff and stuff and stuff that you want for you, you, you. God, do this for me. God, give me this. God, do this. God, bless me. I want this. I want this. God, help me to get it. And many of those things that sometimes we may pray for may not be good things at all. Now, it's not to say that we shouldn't pray to God and ask God for things that we may want. I don't think that that's necessarily always a bad thing. But if our focus and our goal and our desire is on the things that we want in a selfish way and our heart's not right, then I don't believe those prayers are pleasing to the Lord. The prayers that are pleasing to the Lord and the requests that we make to the Lord are the requests that come from the same heart that Solomon had. Now, he requested wisdom, but I think that there are probably many good things that we could request that please the Lord. But the reason why Solomon's request was good is because it came from a good and pure heart. His heart was in the right place. It was not a selfish heart. If it would have been a selfish heart, Solomon would have probably said, God, give me all the riches in the world. Make me the famous person in the world. Make me uh, the, uh, the, the best looking person in the world. Whatever it may be, things that we want. Those are things that sometimes we want. Those are worldly human desires that we want to be wealthy and we want to be healthy, we want to be good looking and we want people to like us. I mean, those are the things that, that, that the human side of us, we want those things. Those things are, are, are kind of selfish because they really focus on us, but that's not the heart that Solomon had. He didn't ask for something that was going to be helpful to him, at least not in a materialistic sense. He said, God, I just want to be wise. I want to know good from evil. I want to be able to lead your people in a right way. His desire was that God would give him the wisdom to be able to lead others and take care of them. Now, Solomon's heart was right in this prayer, and that's what was pleasing to the Lord. Now, we need to look at our life and say, okay, what are we praying for? Are we praying selfish prayers that are simply for our materialistic gain and for what people are going to think about us and how we're going to be? Or are we praying prayers that, that, that really show that we are seeking the Lord? Or are we praying that God would change our heart to love like he loves? That God, would, that God would help us to love our enemies? That God would give us wisdom and give us understanding? Those are the types of things that if we pray them with a right heart, that I believe are pleasing to the Lord. Now, we can offer the Lord lip service, and we can say those things. Okay, God, uh, help my heart to be better. Help me to have wisdom. Help all the people that I hate. Help me to love people more. And, oh, by the way, could you give me this cool thing that I want? Well, we can offer lip service to God, and we can say those things, but if they're not coming from the heart, if we say, oh, I'm just going to ask for those things because I know they're the right thing to ask for, but our heart really doesn't care about those things, well, that's not accomplishing anything. God uh, is far too uh, smart for that. He can see all the way through to our heart. He knows what our heart's desires are, and that's what God desires of us, is to have a right heart. It's for, for us to ask for things from the heart, for good things from the heart. And that's exactly what Solomon did, and that's the example that you and I need to follow. Now, we pray to God, 
And yes, I think it's it's good for us to ask God. Maybe there are things that we desire, and maybe they don't. Uh, maybe we're not overwhelmed by those things. Maybe those things aren't idols in our life. Maybe those are uh, sometimes good things that we may want. And I don't think it's wrong for us to ask God for those things. Should it be His will for us to have certain things in our life? Maybe there are times that we pray to God for those things. But what we pray to God for the most may show where our heart is. If we're really seeking the Lord like Solomon and asking for things like wisdom, well, then I think it, I think it shows our heart is in a good place. Our heart is, is focused on the Lord and on doing what is good. Well, if our, heart, if our prayers are, are focused on worldly materialistic things that, that really uh, aren't going to have much of a significance for the kingdom of God, we just want them for our own desire, well, if that's what our prayers are on, then guess what? It means we probably have a selfish heart. What we pray for may be a good gauge of where our heart is at. If our prayer life is focused on other people, it's focused on uh, asking God to change our heart and help our lives to be more uh, like Him so we can uh, be a light for Him in the world. If we're asking those types of things in our prayer life, then our heart is probably in the right place. If we're asking for materialistic worldly things from a selfish standpoint, then our heart is probably not in the right place. Now, praise the Lord, if we see our heart is not in the right place, we, we can see in God's Word that He can change our heart. And once we see our hearts in the right, not in the right place and we begin to pray prayers like that, those are prayers that are pleasing to God in the same way that Solomon's prayer was pleasing to God. And those are things and ways that God will begin to work in our lives. So of all that Solomon could have asked for, he didn't ask for the things of the world. He asked for wisdom, and it pleased the Lord, and he gave it to Solomon. Let's read a little further in verse 11. So God said to him, Because you have requested this and did not ask for long life or riches for yourself, or the death of your enemies, but you asked discernment for yourself to understand justice, I will therefore do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has never been anyone like you before and never will be again. So God was pleased at what Solomon asked, and he said, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to give you wisdom. You are going to be so wise that there has never been anyone before you this wise, and there will never be anyone after you who is this wise. And Solomon was indeed a wise, wise man. If you read a few uh, verses down past where we're going to be today, you'll see uh, an incredible story about two women who come to him. Uh, both women had had a child around the same time. Uh, one woman had, had rolled over in the night on her child in the bed, and the child had died, and she took her dead child and, and went over to the other woman and swapped the child out. And so she had the living baby, and when the other woman woke up and saw that the child was dead, she realized, this is not my child. And then she soon realized that the other woman had taken her child. And so this matter is brought before the king. And the king says, well, here's what we'll do. Take a sword and chop the baby in half and give this mother half and that mother half. Now this seems like a crazy thing, right? It seems crazy. But Solomon was very wise. He knew what he was doing. And as he made that command, one of the women stood up and said, wait, wait, don't kill the child. Give the child to the other lady. I'd rather the child live and be hers than die. And King Solomon said, This is the woman who's the child's mother. 
the one who wanted to see the child live, this is the one you need to give the child to. And the child was taken from the woman who had stolen the baby from the mother, and the child was returned to the mother. Now that's a, that's a crazy story. That's a, a pretty incredible story, but a great example to show the type of wisdom that Solomon had. You want to read about Solomon's wisdom and understanding? Read the book of Proverbs. Read the book of Ecclesiastes. If you read those two books, I can guarantee, I can guarantee that there will be something in there that you will look at and you'll say, That's, now that is wise. That is wisdom. So I encourage you to read the book of Proverbs. Read the book of Ecclesiastes. There's a lot of just really practical wisdom there. Just I'm talking about simple, practical stuff. And these were things that were written by Solomon who received the wisdom that he asked for because it was pleasing to the Lord. Now, it was pleasing to the Lord that Solomon asked for this and God did give it to him, but it didn't stop there. Let's read a little further. Verse 13. In addition, I will give you what you did not ask for, both riches and honor, so that no man in any kingdom will be your equal during your entire life. Now, isn't this a, a, a beautiful bonus? God knew that, that Solomon could have asked for riches and wealth and, and honor and all of those things, but he didn't, and it was pleasing to the Lord, and God said, look, since you asked for a good thing, since your heart was not focused on the world, since your heart was focused on something that was good, since you asked for what was good, I'm going to give you over and above what you asked for. I'm going to give you riches and honor anyway even though you didn't ask for them. And boy, if you continue to read through these next few chapters in the book of 1 Kings, you will see that Solomon was a wealthy, wealthy man. He was so wealthy and he was so wise that people would come from all over the land to listen to his wisdom. Now Solomon had it all. He was the king of a people. He was the wisest person to ever live. He had more wealth than anyone in the entire world. He had everything you could possibly want. And all he had to do was to continue to be obedient to the Lord. God had taken care of him because Solomon's heart was right. David was faithful to the Lord. And now Solomon here at a young age is being faithful to the Lord and his heart is in the right place and God is blessing him and God is blessing Israel through him. And what a wonderful time that was. And what a beautiful example we see here in the beginning of Solomon's life of what our prayer requests should be like. They should be things that are going to bring glory and honor to God. They should be things that are pleasing to God, not things that are selfish for our own desires, but things that are things that God would desire us to pray for. That's a good example that we can learn from Solomon's life. But there's also a cautionary tale to be taken from Solomon's life as well. If we continue reading in verse 14, it says, If you walk in my ways and keep my statutes and commands, just as your father David did, I will give you a long life. Now, at the start of verse 14, we see a very important two-letter word there, and it says, if. Now, throughout the book of 1 Kings, we see God uh, talk to Samuel and say, Look, I'm going to bless you if you continue to follow my commands and live in obedience to me. But if you're disobedient, if you don't follow me, it's not going to be good. If you follow me, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your family. But if you don't follow me, 
I'm not going to bless you in the same way. Now this is an important if statement here. Now we see a beautiful thing at the beginning of this passage. We should follow Solomon's example and the heart that he had in his prayer and the request that he made. That was a good and pleasing thing to the Lord. And we should learn from Solomon in that way that our heart would be focused on good and pleasing things to the Lord. But we also need to learn from the end of Solomon's life. A cautionary tale years down the road. You see, God had, had, had told in his word back in Deuteronomy that the kings of Israel were not to take foreign wives for themselves because, God said, if you take a foreign wife, they worship foreign gods. And if you begin to, 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 to intermarry with foreign women, you're going to begin to worship their gods and not worship me. So God told the people of Israel, don't intermarry with these foreign women. But Solomon did not listen to the Lord. He was disobedient to the Lord. And even the wisest man in the world failed to live in obedience to the Lord. He began to marry these foreign women, and they did exactly as the Lord had told him they would do. They pulled Solomon away from God, and he began to offer sacrifices to these false gods. Now we need to learn from Solomon's life here. What can we learn from his failures? We can learn that if the wisest man in the world can fail to be obedient to God, then so can you and I. And we need to be on guard. We need to be on guard and say, okay, God, I know what your word says. Solomon knew what God's word said, but he slipped, he failed, he was disobedient. And we need to look at areas in our life and say, okay, God, I know what you command. I know what your word says. But God, help me to be on guard not to fall. Dear Lord, help me to continue to trust you and to seek you and not begin to seek other gods, other materialistic things, other things of the world, other people for security and for, and for, for peace and for deliverance, God, because none of those things can give us peace and deliverance and comfort and security. Only the Lord can give us those things. And so we need to be on guard and say, okay, God, help me not to seek other things for fulfillment in my life, but help me to continue to trust in you. And maybe we need to pray some prayers like Solomon. We need to check our heart and say, okay, God, change my heart. God, God, work in my life in a way that's going to be pleasing to you. God, help me to see areas that need to change. And, and God, help my prayer life to, to, to bring out things to you that are good and pleasing to you. It's a beautiful example we see of Solomon's life. But it's also a tale of caution of the wisest man in the world. And he still, he still failed. But praise the Lord that there was somebody greater than Solomon. As great as Solomon was, as wealthy as he was, as wise as he was, that people would come from all over the land to see Solomon, there's someone greater than Solomon who has come. And that someone is Jesus Christ. Even the best men in the Bible have failed. Even the wisest men in the Bible, like Solomon, have failed. But there is one man in all of Scripture that never failed, and that man is Jesus Christ, the very Son of God. In 1 Corinthians 1.18, it says, Look, uh, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But it is God's power to those of us who are being saved. 
Now, if you're looking for wisdom today, I want to tell you we can look at Solomon's story and Solomon's life, and he was a wise man. And all of Solomon's writings and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are wonderful wisdom. But they don't compare to the wisdom that is the cross of Jesus Christ, the cross where Jesus Christ was crucified, where his life was given and his blood was spilled so that you could be forgiven of your sins when you come to him and put your faith in him. And that is wisdom to follow Jesus Christ, to trust Him, to believe what He said, to put your faith in Him and follow His example and live by His commands. That is wisdom. That's the wisdom that God wants us to seek today. That's the wisdom that can fulfill us. That's the wisdom that can change our hearts so that our hearts will request things from the Lord that are pleasing to Him. Learn from Solomon in the way he prayed but also learn from Solomon in the way that he was torn away from the Lord, that he was, he was lured away from the Lord to worship other gods because he didn't remain obedient to the Lord. Solomon had everything in the world, but he knew everything in the world was not everything that there was. Read Ecclesiastes. He had all the wealth and everything in the world but it was unsatisfying to him. And he knew that all that remained, all that would be satisfying, all the good that there was, was to fear the Lord and to seek Him. And that's what we need to learn today. That's true wisdom. Solomon learned that lesson. He learned it the hard way. And we need to learn that lesson too. We're not going to find joy. We're not going to find deliverance and happiness and satisfaction in anything of the world. We're only going to find it in Jesus Christ. And if you haven't put your faith in Him today, I want you to know that that's where wisdom is. Things of the world are foolish, but the love of Jesus Christ is wisdom and love. And when you put your faith in Him, you'll experience that and your eyes will be open. I hope you trust in Jesus today, and if you're not, I hope you God, we come to you and I thank you for these words and I pray that you just bless the reading of them. Help us to learn from the life of Solomon. Help us to pray from the heart, from a good heart, and ask for things that are pleasing to you, dear Lord, not selfish, materialistic, worldly things for ourselves. God, help us not to be lured away from you by the temptations of the world in the same way that Solomon was. And help us to seek true wisdom in Jesus Christ and to find it, dear Lord, and be fulfilled and redeemed and forgiven in him. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Liberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.